All right. Good morning. Good morning. So my title this morning is Prayer, an Act of Worship. But Jim, would you like to open us in prayer, please? Father, we thank you for today. We thank you that we can meet together in your name. I pray you'll come and be with us and speak to us today. May we go from here changed, never be the same. Right. Mm-hmm. I pray for Joseph that you'll give him clarity of thoughts and let him be speaking the words from you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Right. Amen. All right. To get us thinking on this topic, I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions that make you think about prayer. What is prayer? Is it the public act of performance that people can judge the depth of your spirituality? Is it a quick pause before rushing off to work or before you eat a meal? Is it a part of your morning routine that you do half asleep because... You have to pray to start your day right? Is it to communicate the way you feel, or is it the way we communicate our feelings and our heart cries to the one who made us and cares for us? Is prayer simply a conversation with God? I won't necessarily answer these questions. But I, I have five categories of prayer that I would like to talk about. Uh, there's possibly more, but here's what I came up with. The prayer of adoration, of thanksgiving, of petition, of repentance, and surrender. There's no ranking order for this, um, but they do also overlap each other and mix a little. To get us started, let's turn to Matthew 6. Matthew chapter 6 and verses 5 through 8. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as hypocrites are, for they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut the door, pray to thy Father which is in heaven, which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. This is not necessarily bashing public prayer, but rather that we should not be putting on a show of piety. We are to pray to God and not men. Verse 7. But when ye pray, use not vain repetition, as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard by their much speaking. God's not impressed with words. But he is wanting to hear the genuine outcry of our needy heart. Even the length of the prayer he is not concerned about, but it is the strength of your prayer. Verse 8, Be not therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask him. So why pray? He already knows our needs. Prayer is not 
conquering God's reluctance to answer, but rather laying a hold of his willingness to help us. All right, so we're going to go to the Lord's Prayer, yeah? But first, I'm going to point out the first two of um, the, um, <clears throat> the qualities or whatever. Adoration, number one, means worship and veneration. The expression that comes to my mind is, you are the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. Hallelujah. It is a worship to God. The second one, petition, means to make a solemn or humble appeal to a figure of authority. Lord, would you give me the grace and the wisdom to respond in a Christ-like way in the face of the challenges I face today? Verse 9 in chapter 6 of Matthew. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. This is adoration. Verse 10. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. That's petition. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. That's adoration. Number three, thanksgiving. The act of giving thanks, especially a formal act of public thanks to God. For example... Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for my sins. Thank you for the gift of eternal life. It is giving thanks. For a good example, turn to uh, Psalm 138. This psalm mainly has both adoration and thanksgiving. There's a bunch of others mixed in here too, but Psalm 138. I will praise thee with my whole heart before the gods where I sing praise unto thee. I will worship toward the holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness, for thy truth, for thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. In the day when I cry, thou answers me and strengthens me with the strength of my soul. All the kings of the earth shall praise thee, O Lord, when they hear the words of thy mouth. Yea, they shall sing in the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. Though the Lord be high, yet thou hast re he has respect unto the lowly, but the proud he knoweth afar off. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies. Thy right hand shall save me. The Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. Thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. 
Forsake not the works of thine own hands. I think one of the reasons that David was called a man after God's own heart was because he had a vibrant prayer life. He prayed often. He let out his feelings to God. He sought the Lord for everyday life. His situations, the most difficult situations, he cried out to God. Number four, surrender. Surrender in prayer is made up of two parts. First, we need to tell God our struggles and the challenges that we face. This sometimes sounds like we lost our hope in God. Many people have stopped here to the point where they convince themselves that God isn't fair. He is not good. Therefore, they turn bitter. But the second part of surrender, a surrendered prayer, is more important than the first part, I believe. We must surrender our circumstances and our misfortunes to God and reflect on His faithfulness to us and the others in the past. That gives us hope. When we can see the faithfulness of God to the generations and to the answered prayer in the past. When we're in the midst of trouble, we tend not to see farther than that. But if we can look in the past of where God has been faithful God can bring us through so that is part of surrender is to bring it to God and then also lay it down and God this is this is yours I'm not in control of the situation and I know that you are faithful to bring me out of this Psalm 13 This psalm was perhaps written while David was under the persecution of Saul. Listen carefully as it turns from the protest to giving thanks. How long wilt thou forget me, O Lord, forever? How long wilt thou hide thy face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long shall mine enemy be exalted over me? That's the first part of surrender. Consider and hear me, O God, O Lord my God. Lighten mine eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. It's petition. Lest mine enemies say, I have prevailed against him. And those that trouble me rejoice when I am moved. But I had trusted in thy mercy. My heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. I will sing unto the Lord, because he hath dealt bountifully with me. That's the last part of surrender. Number five, repentance. In the prayer of repentance, we must acknowledge our transgressions, ask God's forgiveness, and ask Him for the grace to move forward, walking close to His side. Let's turn to Psalm 51.
Here's a prayer of repentance that David prayed after he had been confronted by Nathan the prophet of his sin with Bathsheba. Psalm 51. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto thy multitude of thy tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee and thee only have I sinned, and done this evil in thy sight, for thou might, that thou mightest just be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear the joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sin, and blot out mine iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not the Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then shall I teach transgressors thy way, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from the blood guiltiness, O God, thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud for thy righteousness. O Lord, open mine, my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offerings. The sacrifice of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. Do good in thy, do good in thy good pleasure unto, the, unto Zion. Build thou the walls of Jerusalem. Then shalt thou be pleased with the sacrifices and righteousness, with burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings. Then shall they offer bullocks unto thine altar. So my challenge to you this morning is to be fervent in prayer. God wants more than five minutes of your time every day. God bless you.